And good morning! <laughs> Welcome to Varieties, the Spice of Life podcast. Uh, we're on to episode two. Uh, my name is Vin, and with me sitting on my left, uh, we've got Dan. Dan, say hey. <laughs> I think we just lost all of our viewers, Vin. Yeah, look, <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> That's ambitious, isn't it? It is. Yeah, cool. No one's still listening to this. Come on. Oh, well. We've got a, a couple topics to talk about today uh, of recent interest. Uh, Dan, what are you what are you are you bringing to the table? No, not much, honestly. Yep. Not much. <laughs> I just I just show up and you like like let's do this. I'm like cool. <laughs> I like that you're painting a narrative so that the audience doesn't know what happens behind the scenes. It's good. Uh, alas, uh, first topic of today. Uh, is storytelling uh, as a role and how it plays in the mechanics of games, both in board and in video. Now, personally, this is a topic that I enjoy quite a bit, uh, mainly because, frankly, I I don't read, Dan. Like, reading is not a thing that I do. Which, which has always been a sad point for me, because I, I love to read. <laughs> yeah. I read yeah. probably too much, if I'm honest. Yeah, I find that like reading as a as a medium of engagement, it's very inefficient, right? Mainly because I can't read very quickly. <laughs> I read a page in about a minute. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, and so like when medium uh, is in addition, like if there's an audio element, if there's a visual element, great. Right? But frankly, if the way that I interact with something right, gets me into the narrative, I think that's the best kind, right? Because really, I don't. I don't empathize right, with characters that I see. <laughs> I empathize with characters that I am. Which is why games like Dungeons and Dragons really appeal to me. Right? But separate to Dungeons and Dragons, we find these sort of mechanics popping up uh, in games here and there, where while playing the game, right, you are forced to do things that only that character could do. Right? And by doing those things, right, you then essentially mesh with the character to a level where you sort of understand why the decisions they have to make are hard. Uh, or whether something really funny is going to happen, you are the agent that makes that funny. The agent of chaos. Yeah, exactly. Which is you a lot in almost every game we play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's how I mesh with the game. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. For example, like, in... In Settlers Catan, right, you're placed in this situation quite commonly where you are going to be the hoarder of wealth, right? Like the absolute king of the table. All of the wheat. Yeah, all, all of, of the, the wheat. wheat. Yeah, all <laughs> of the wheat at once, right? And everyone wants a little piece of your wheat. And then, so you lord it over them. It's like, ah, yes, humble peasants across this table. <laughs> Cannot um, eat. And I'm going to lord it over them yeah, like exactly. a feudal lord. Yeah. And like... like I, I see. will take 10 sheep so you can have bread this evening. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so when you get into that, that playscape, right, when the game has made you the baron of wheat, right, and it's profitable for you to make trades with your wheat that are advantageous to you, you feel, right, like you are essentially threatening these other people I feel like with I'm hunger getting, and famine. I'm getting a real insight you. into your, like, Catan <laughs> tactics here. Yeah. <laughs> Right? But conversely, right, the mechanics of Katana are such that given that the nature of the game is random, 
Uh, you can also have games where you're highly impoverished, right? Where essentially the other three players have blocked you out with their roads, you have no settlements to build, right? And you generate very poor resources. Um, and in those instances where you essentially have a drought or a plague on your lands... Pity trades. Pity trades, <laughs> right? Where essentially you act as a an external player to the capitalistic forces on the table. And then you can set yourself up as a micronation that accepts heavy foreign investments. (laughs) And essentially, you can get to a place where you can argue for player blue to invest heavily into you, so to give you more resources in trade than you will give back. And in return, you will aim... To ruin the other players. <laughs> <laughs> you will not trade with red. <laughs> yeah. So exactly, you would become a essentially a third world country who foreign investors are paying into, into their military, <laughs> so you can start wars with your neighboring countries. <laughs> but then... The other so players, sure about that one. <laughs> but then the other players know what you're doing, and so they will heavily invest into you as well. And so then... Eventually, uh, you are the the agent that divides right the world peace because you are you're pitting all of these countries against each other, right? But if all of these countries invested too heavily into you, then you can become a nation state in your own right. Who have you been playing Catan with? No one <laughs> I play Catan with plays like this. <laughs> the person who gets shut out just sits there and rolls the dice and does not much else for the rest of the game well, in my games. I usually. like to have fun, Daniel. <laughs> this is how this is how you get back. Right. I've never seen someone get back from that trying that tactic. Everyone's like, yeah, whatever. You're not worth negotiating with, you have no real leverage here. Yeah, I went from the lowest person on the table at two points versus the next highest was five to nine points and just losing out on the win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's one of those super infuriating games, although I love Catan. Mm. Yeah. And the expansions are nuts, some of them. Yeah. And now there's like expansions for expansions that are starting to come out. So like if you have the Cities and Knights, there's a next level you can add on. Mm. I mean, with the Cities and Knights, uh, do you feel as if like the the actual fear of barbarian invasion helps you get into the narrative of playing the game rather than just trading blocks of, like, essentially uh, constructed little pieces of wood does anything for you? Mm. No. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. Right. What about, you know, shooing a, an opponent's knight that's, like, been blocking out your, your road? That's always good fun. Yeah. Right. With those knights. Exactly, right? Doesn't, doesn't that feel something? That feels pretty good. Yeah. I want right. that clay. Give me that clay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So you're getting, like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson to come in, shoo out this smaller guy so you can generate rock. <laughs> and then you name the mountain after Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, these are the smaller aspects of game design where it's not necessarily... Uh, meant to like add to the mechanical experience of playing a game but meant to add to the narrative experience to playing a game that is also a mechanic mm. uh, that I find fun right. so like in Dungeons and Dragons like one of the, the key aspects of uh, the mechanics 
playing a role still in the story. It's it's quite small, right? But it's the fact that you know most decisions in narrative pathways, right, depend on the roll of a die, right? Mm. And so when you roll a dice, right, either the good thing happens or the bad thing happens, right? But the amount that someone succeeds or fails by, right, is something that the dungeon master right, can incorporate into how they want to tell that part of the story, mm-hmm. right? And so without the aspects of, of you know, rolling dice, you wouldn't get scenarios that are as epic as you know, being able to kill a dragon from you know, across a field with an arrow, uh, or conversely, as funny as you know, the same arrow launching directly upwards and then landing in your own eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that's a one. That having, is a one. I've <laughs> never played Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. And so like, I think that that... Uh, is that's that's why I play games, right? Mm. Like I used to play games for like the competitive aspect and side of it and winning. Uh, now I feel I like you still do. <laughs> you still do, that's and you do that there. by being an agent of chaos. <laughs> I play that by being Micronesia. Yeah. Pull the lever, crack. <laughs> uh, but yeah, exactly. Right. You each have a section of the game that you like, right? And being involved in the story is my favourite aspect of all of these games. Well, you do add stories to to many a game that are not yeah. <laughs> that are nowhere near related to what's on the box. Yeah, because how else do you get people to actually come over and enjoy a board game? Right? Like if you The company, the friendship <laughs> No, but like if God forbid, right, if you bring people over to play Monopoly, right, are you gonna bring them over and say like and assuming they don't play Monopoly before uh, this is a game where we will roll dice, right, move our little pieces along, and then buy property, and then keep doing that for like another three hours until one of us goes poor and loses, and that person is now not in the game, and we will continue playing for another two to three hours. No, <laughs> that's a horrible way to play. No, no, I believe the pitch is something like, this is a fast-paced... <laughs> this is a, a fast-paced... Property buying and trading game. That's a spin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, exactly. Like you'll say like... Capitalism plus plus. Yeah. Like if you ever wanted to be like the embodiment of evil in our society, right? And then profit so that the players around you and the people around you suffer and will have to go into destitution, right? Then there's some people that don't get a kick out of that. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. It's how you I don't think this is how the people. Parker Brothers envisioned this. <laughs> I mean, Dan, you've been designing some games recently, right? Tell me about that. <laughs> oh, so I picked up Game Builder Garage two days ago. So <laughs> I have done very little in design yet, mostly their lessons. <laughs> um, and this is a Switch game that Nintendo very quietly rolled out. I had not heard of it until suddenly... There was a trailer on YouTube that just popped up. I'm like, oh, what's this? Um, and I didn't think much about it. And then I've seen some of the stuff that people have created in the space of two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. People have already made like Doom clones yeah. and like recreations of 3D Mario levels. <laughs> Wait, as in like they've they've made the levels like block for block? Or have they made new levels in the style of Mario? No, they've made them, well, as block for block as you can with the tools. Right. 
Okay. I've seen one that's like the first area of Bowser's Fury, which mm. is the newest 3D yeah. one at the moment. Is this sort of like a, a gimmick? Like the you know the PlayStation people had their own sort of game making setup, and it was just used for memes. Oh, are you talking Is that Dreams? Yeah. I never looked at Dreams in the end. I've heard there's some really cool stuff in Dreams. Okay. There was also a lot of memes. There was a lot of memes. <laughs> That's all I know it for. <laughs> it's a bit of a meme factory. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I haven't explored any of the online stuff yet because I haven't. I've been away while I've been uh, messing with it, but I've been designing the, the inbuilt lessons. So I've built a, a tag game and. The, the, probably the the best one at the moment is a side-scrolling space shooter, which I would have never thought I would ever be able to program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, like, it's it's nice to play that sort of game again because, frankly, I don't know of any modern iterations of that formula. Like, I think side-scrolling shooters are thoroughly a dead genre. Uh, have I played any recently? There have been bits in other games that I've played, mm. but I don't think I've played a game that's just... A side scroller shoot up yeah in a while yeah and so I, like i think it's good that we have platforms that bring this sort of style back now because mm. uh, frankly like i think that the people who designed those games back then like and their their knowledge of what was good and fun to play is essentially non-transferable now because they would have either moved on to other games or they would have stopped making those things in preferences to other things or they would have retired mm. uh, and so like i think to get back to what makes that sort of game fun, right? You do actually have to go reset to zero and then reintroduce it to a modern mm. audience. Yeah, I think so. Um, with quality of life stuff, usually, because those games were hard <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> they were hard. Yeah. They still are. Yeah. Um, but to program in this, little, this game, they, have, they call them nodons, which have all got a bunch of internal programming mm. inside them. Um, and so, for example, in the first thing they get you to do is make a person move, essentially. And so there's a, a node on that's a person. And then you, it's got inputs for the different controls. So, and you can be as weird as you'd like with it mm-hmm. um, when you start doing free programming. So you can be like, left and right is based on whether A or B is pressed. So if, mm-hmm. Or whether B is pressed. So if B is pressed, they'll be moving to the right and if it's not pressed they'll be moving to the left and there's no stop state <laughs> <laughs> right on right and if if there is like a programming bug do the nodons like appear as these little dudes that are diseased and sick or, or like people that are really stressed and depressed or? nope because they're doing exactly what they should be doing and you just <laughs> you have to work out <laughs> what you've done stuff okay. it up so then, if you've inserted a node on mm-hmm. right, that is is the error in your code, when you go to cull this node on from the unit, is there any remorse or guilt that you feel about killing these little critters? Because they've got eyes and presumably families. They have they personalities. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Do they scream as you extinguish the life from their soul? We haven't done a huge amount of deleting just yet. Okay. Because <laughs> the, the lessons are like, take you through so there's meant to be minimal bugs. Right. Um, but like, they all have their own personalities. So like, the guy that creates <coughs> bullets for the space shooter is yep. like, has got a voice that reminds me of Bowser's. Like, <laughs> and he's like, he's all about like, 
Where am I? And like destroying stuff. With, Man, I think that guy needs else. some like some psychology slash counseling. <laughs> if his one job in life is to just shoot bullets to kill people, then he's got some problems. Yeah, and then the um the like the reset note on his like always super mopey and it's like oh, I wish I could have a do-over for this embarrassing thing that I've just done it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> so sad <laughs> why would they program him like that <laughs> like I feel as if this is the same problem that we get into when you know you know in stories where they make a robot that can feel pain and then the first thing that it says is why have you done this to me <laughs> What is that from? It's not from anything. <laughs> it's from a lot of things, but like not specifically the quote. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what is the purpose of making like these little, like frankly, these little cute little blob-like creatures, right? Whose only existence is, I regret everything they've done in my life and I wish I could go back. <laughs> I believe it's so that it ingrains in you what the, uh, the function of that little guy is okay. so he wants to do over so he'll reset the game for you yeah but nothing ever changes for him no right? nothing ever changes for him <laughs> time marches forward time waits for no man being whether you're a nodon a human yeah. or a dog and these nodons don't age right? so they can't learn from their I don't experiences know. He, f- he comes across like an old man <laughs> whereas like the and nodon mm-hmm. um, comes across as like an army general <laughs> okay I don't know why. Right. And then the not note on is that one guy that you know that's like, ah, oh, this today's a great day. Yeah. Not. <laughs> ah, you mean Borat, the, the regular friend that I have in my life. Yeah. See, I knew you knew Borat. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> so his, his role in life is just, just to be antagonistic. Yeah, pretty much. Because what he does in terms of actual function yeah. is he will take whatever input you put in. Essentially, if it's zero, he'll release his signal. Mm-hmm. And if it's anything other than zero, he won't. <laughs> okay. So he's a hoarder, is what you're saying. So he reverses things. So essentially, like if you if you want say i don't know it's used to help um program the the space shooter so if you're wanting to check something in the space shooter obviously there's an auto scroll set up in that Mm. style of game and you don't really want that while you're checking a thing out Mm. on the play Mm. side so that you can see and actually look at the thing you've just tried to do um so what you would want is you would want the game to stop when you push a button. Ah, sure. So you would have the scroll going and then... So you could hook up a button input that you would want to stop the screen to a not node on, Hmm. and then that to the auto-scroll. And so when you're not pushing the button, the not will say, all right, scroll the screen. Yeah. And when you push the button, the not turns off. And then scrolling stops. Okay, so this is like a pause menu yeah. or something like that. Uh, it's, it's a logic function that exists before this. Yeah. Um, essentially, the goal of the logic function is to invert the input. Yeah, okay. So, they frame him as a contrarian. I feel <laughs> as if, like, 
<laughs> if you had a side scroller, right, and you're shooting enemies, and then you pushed a button, and then the screen started scrolling backwards, <laughs> but you kept going, it's like, ah, yes, I'm now just we seeing are. open space. How we are here. Yeah. And it'd be cool if like we had some sort of similar function right, in real life where we could just like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right here. I'm gonna stop you right there, <laughs> and we're gonna rewind this to the exact moment where you said the wrong thing. <laughs> so you're like the uh, the reset note on. <laughs> no, not where I said the wrong thing. Because Dan, I never say the wrong thing. <laughs> no, swear where you have made the error that has made me not like you. Right? And so now you need to behave in a way that is more pleasant. <laughs> Just, we'll just stop right there. Whoopam! Slap to the face. Now, you want to try that again? <laughs> You're right. I should just tattoo not on my palm and then not someone. Please don't. Yeah, cool. That's fair enough. Or please not. Please don't. Please not. Please, please don't. And not say please. you did. <laughs> not and. Please not and say you did. All right. Shall do. Hey, the viewers can't see my palms. They don't know if I'll do this or not. Alright, so shall we wrap up with a, a game that is now technically a recurring theme? <laughs> shall we play? Are we really going to call it a recurring theme? This is the second episode. <laughs> ah, see, I, I'd still like to play things that aren't Jackie Chan. <laughs> Alright, uh, if you, for people who didn't listen to the first episode, um, how does this work, Finn? So... Uh, it's based on a skit called 10 Things That Aren't Jackie Chan uh, by Tim and Eric back in the day. Uh, essentially, what we will do is we will ask of each other to name a certain number of things. So like, say, five vegetables. Right? But we'll have a provisor that they are not to include a specific subset of those things. Like, So five vegetables that aren't long vegetables or five vegetables that aren't root vegetables. Uh, or even things like five vegetables that aren't carrots. Uh, and the aim of the game is to just get your allotted number of things, right? And that's pretty much it, without saying something that is one of those things. That was not that well explained, but you'll get the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, Dan, right, how are we starting? Vin, mm -hmm. give me five VM consoles that don't belong to the big three. Oh, Okay. Uh, so five video game consoles that are not the big three. The big three, I assume, being Microsoft, Sony, uh, and Nintendo. Correct. Okay. Uh, Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is controversial. <laughs> uh, personal computer. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm one of those games. Wow. Um, actually, <laughs> the PC is a console. Um, let's see. Alright. Although, if you're already reaching for PC, yeah. you're stretching. <laughs> cool. Alright, so can I use uh, multiple consoles from, like, the same originator? As in, are you talking same manufacturer? I'm saying, like, Sega Saturn. Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh... I don't know what these numbers are. I think it's... Okay. I think it's Atari 2800. <laughs> <think>. No. <laughs> Damn it. I got the wrong number. I think it's 2600. Okay. Sure. Right, let's That's fine. Out. That's fine. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll keep me honest. Uh, let's see. What else was there? 
there. It's twenty six hundred. <laughs> okay, I'm. I, th- I, 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 don't, I don't think this is right. So feel free to bark me. Oculus VR. Yeah. Is that Sony or not? <laughs> no. Okay. We could. No, uh, Sony's is PlayStation VR. Oculus uh, is yeah. the one that's owned by Facebook now. Ah, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, iOS. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you didn't even go for the weird ones. I was expecting <laughs> you for go to go for things like the Philips CDI <laughs> or the Ouya. Or the Wonder Swan. <laughs> or the Neo Geo Pocket. <laughs> Look, I don't think I would have gotten those in a hundred years. <laughs> what, you've never played a Philips CDI? <laughs> but Wands of Gamelon. Wand of Gamelon and Faces of Evil. I will be lucky to never see any Wands of Gamelon ever again. Other than like the one audio clip that ends up in um, I Want to Be the Boshi. My boy. <laughs> Your face will die. <laughs> oh, that's also... I'm pretty sure that's where my boy comes from. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that was five. I wasn't counting, but... Yeah, it was, cool. but I have a mission for next time to get you to see more uh, Faces of Evil <laughs> between now and the next episode. Right on. <laughs> so, Daniel, uh, could you please name five spices that do not uh, belong in curry? So five non-curry spices. Oh, that's hard. It is hard. Uh, all spice? Yes, I'm going to allow that. <laughs> it's in my recipe, but not, in, not usually in it. Yes, I'm, I'm there. I associate it a lot with sweet more than curry. But yeah, anyway. okay. All spice is, is one. Uh, sumac? Sumac does not belong in curry. <laughs> That sour taste would be quite off-putting, I think. Tarragon? Tarragon is a herb. Oh, okay. We're going like that, are we? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Remember, you only get bumped if you say a curry spice. Yeah. Oh, so no herbs. Mm. Now all I can think of is curry spices. (laughs) And it doesn't help that I make a lot of curry. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you if you travel more, like I guess the the Eastern Asian spices are all there. Uh, the North African spices are there. Mm. If you can think of any more. What else is there? I know I've got some of these in my pantry too, which is the worst bit. Mm. Hmm. that I've got anymore because all I can think of is curry spices. Yeah, remember, you can treat varietals uh, of spices that regular, the generic, would, wouldn't be involved in curry, but the specific one wouldn't be. <laughs> right? Like... <laughs> so, like, strawberry gum. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, now I'm going to start pulling the weird native Australian spices. <laughs> Yep, I guess technically Waddle that's seed. Fine. Yep, yes, okay, that's four. Um, oh, there's probably another native Australian spice that I can think of. Uh, no, that's a herb. Lemon <laughs> myrtle's a herb. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to go with um, the red pepper berries. Ah, <laughs> oh, I do yeah. not know what red pepper berries are. <laughs> um, they're essentially a very fruity, very mild pepper. Oh, right. And they look like like tiny red berry sort of shape. Okay. But they're a pepper, so they're a seed of some sort. Right. Okay. And which makes do you them just, a spice. <laughs> do you grind the seeds? Is yeah. That, is that what the spice is? Yeah, okay. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I only saw it on MasterChef this week. <laughs> <laughs> See? And then I saw some of, some of the, um, the markets this week when I was there. Yeah. The local did. markets. Yeah. Did not buy any. So it's like, I don't really know what I'm going to use this for, other than the one recipe I saw on MasterChef. Well, clearly you're using it for the podcast. Right, so, so it's been good value already. <laughs> yes, have a look at this, viewers. I'm showing nothing to the microphone because you can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, frankly, like this was a hard one for me to like think about normally. Did you have five other ones? Because I just uh, started pulling Australian ones out. Yeah, so Sichuan pepper is oh yeah yeah something like I use commonly that I wouldn't have thought goes in curry. Um, I think that very technically. Right, white pepper is not a normal curry spice. Like black pepper, yeah. White pepper, mm. eh. <laughs> you know. It's one of those. Uh, it's borderline. Yeah, yeah. And like ancho chilies, right, definitely not a curry is spice. Is that a spice? Hmm? Yeah, because it's chili. In the same way that you can use, like, it, it dried and, and it blitz into a powder, you would use it as a spice. Same as chili powder, right? Chili powder a spice? Chili powder is definitely a spice. Is it a herb? Because it not the spice, like, either seed or root or... And then the I herb is, think... like, leaf and fruit? <laughs> <laughs> Google, tell yeah. me what is the difference. <laughs> yeah, okay. What Between a herb and a spice. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. All right. Um... Herbs and spices come from plants, but herbs are fresh part, while spices are the dried root, dried stalk, go. dried seed, or dried fruit. Yeah, okay. So, there you like, go. dried ancho chili is definitely a spice. Yeah. I guess the same reason why, like, coriander seed is a spice, but fresh coriander is not a spice. That's, yeah. that's the herb. And that's cilantro for, for the <laughs> Americans is listening to this. <laughs> which don't exist at the moment. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I too had sumac because <laughs> like, yes, no one eats that. Full stop. I have that I have... with hummus and that is all. <laughs> oh, I do sumac on, I've done it on lamb ribs. I've got some in my pantry. Yeah. Okay. It's but, nice. Right. And then, yeah, arguably was like some more borderline ones. Uh, like tahini is not really <laughs> a spice, but it's not really not a spice. Oh, black sesame seeds. And yeah, yeah. White sesame seeds. Yeah, so it turns out that I don't cook a lot of things other than curry either. <laughs> so it's a really tough one. Because curries are delicious and they're, yeah. they're good value. Yeah, and like some of the, the sweeter spices also go into curry, just mm. like cinnamon. Just like, nutmeg. They were like yeah. the first two that popped in my brain. I'm like, no, they're in my main curry recipe. <laughs> What sort of curries do you cook? I don't think I've seen you cook curries, man. Yeah, I cook very generic curries. Like, what goes in my curry is essentially, like, cumin, maybe turmeric, uh, and then just, like, uh, dried chili flakes, and that's about <laughs> it. It is not complex. <laughs> oh. 
Fair enough. Yeah. We need to do some curry lessons. I need to show you some more flavors for your curry. Yeah, I think so. Right. Uh, I I just like can't be asked going down to the shop. Right to get fresh spices from anywhere. Oh, I use mostly dried. Uh, like, like I know, I know spices. that I should use fresh. Right. Yeah, I suppose it's easier for you to go and get. It's the so fresh easier spices. for me. Right? <laughs> like I don't, I don't have to live several hours away when yeah. there's nothing. So if we sound different this time, we're in the same room today because I'm visiting. No, <laughs> you've you've given away the illusion. No, it's fine. <laughs> the audio quality is better, and they want to know why. Yeah. Okay. All two people that listen. Yeah. Look. <laughs> right, but we are we are down a special guest. Yes, we are. <laughs> no special guest this week. Uh, anyway, join us next week for... I haven't thought of anything. Wait, we're committing to doing this next week? Uh, no, it'll be next week. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> not really. you got to like keep them waiting, right? Because in a week's time, they're going to expect an episode. We're not here next week. We're absolutely don't t- not here don't, next week. Don't build this up in. <laughs> Yes, but then we, we, we're going to get like fan engagement, right? So they're going to send us emails uh, that are saying like, oh, yeah, like where's the episode? I can't find it anywhere. And then we've got it. Because <laughs> then we can directly engage with the listeners by replying to that email. They're like, we missed it this week. Yeah. For various reasons. I think there's a, a common theme developing that I may just be like a megalomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> like both in gameplay and in administration it's like I'm glad you're finally realising this <laughs> deception is the key oh boy you see what I have to work with people <laughs> anyway so join us next time in probably sometime under a month from now yeah average month-ish. yeah monthish uh, where we'll be discussing more things and playing more Jackie Chan <laughs> And then are you going to give them our email if you want emails from people? Oh, excellent. Yeah, I, I believe uh, our email is, and this is like a full string of words, variety is the spice of life podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, so if you want to send us anything, go ahead and do that. And we may talk about it next time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone has to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, join us. Next time in August. (laughs) Yeah, August. It's a good month. We'll see you then.